What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another HK Video Game Experience, uh, where we talk about video games, modern and retro. And today we're going to talk about Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I'm Hollywood Cole, your host, here with our other host, Clearfire. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? Uh, not much, brother. Uh, I've been playing one of the best games I've ever played. That's Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. So I like it. It's awesome. Um, I, hope, we're gonna- I hope you're not serious. Uh, okay, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see when we get into this. This is going to be interesting. In this is going to be interesting then. Um, so, what you been up to since last time we talked, man? I, we hadn't done a podcast in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's been a little while. So, um, the main thing I've been doing is uh, playing a little bit of Destiny 2 because they have the Solstice of Heroes going out. Um, since, you know, we want to stay up and fresh with all the games, especially uh, games that are on the market. You know, I so saw I've been trying to dive into that again, have some fun with that. Uh, actually, been enjoying the social. I've seen you on there a lot. It's 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 actually a lot of fun. Um, I played Socials of Heroes last year. It was a grind. Basically, it's a grind to get the best armor that you can get right before the new DLC drops. And so I'm like, okay, if I want to play the new DLC, I probably need to have the best that I can get. So I've been playing that. It's quite a bit of a grind. I've gotten to the blue set of armor. You start with the green, then you move to the blue, and then of course you turn it into purple. And then you can also, after you turn it to purple, you can uh, masterwork. I'm not worried about master working it. I just want to get the 750 uh, light level armor, and I'll be happy with that. So I've been doing that, and of course, I've actually been diving into magic. I haven't been playing much of the MGT arena, but I have been picking up some cards. I got a couple of the deck builders toolkits. I got a. Um, I went and bought a um, pre-made deck that was just at you know Target that you can go pick up and everything. Just something basic to start with, and then um, also was able to pick up. Five of the themed booster packs. I was reading about stuff and just trying to figure out what I want to do. And considering that I can get, uh, I got them through eBay, so it's pretty cool. I could get the booster decks for almost the same price of what I, the, the the theme boosters. I can get those for almost the same price of what I paid for a regular fifteen card booster pack at target or GameStop mm-hmm. or whatever so i was like well, why not do that you know that's 20 more cards than what i can get same price get five of them i got it so you know that's what i did you know i've been talking to salty jay and following him and checking his exploits out you know he went to vegas recently he went up to oh where did he go just recently I think pensacola yeah he's in destin man throwing up some crazy videos on youtube oh, are you following him? So, <laughs> it's oh, yeah, hilarious it's so man. hilarious man he <laughs> He is great, guy. Guys, if you're Johnny not Magic. following, if you're not following Salty J yet, man, please follow Salty J. He's hilarious. Uh, I'm going to talk about doing a cross promotion uh, podcast with him because he was on with us. I'm going to try to go on and be on with him and kind of give a insight of a of a basically an old player of Magic coming back into the game after like. 20 plus years you know so i think that would kind of give him a good you know a good little sh- insert in one of his podcasts so I'll, I'll see what we, what we can work out there Did you pull out um, your old but, school cards and combine them with your new ones that's what i'm gonna do so i've got to find some of my old cards because i you know didn't keep up where I, where, where I had them so i'm gonna do that and um i've also got like i said i've got i bought some other packs so i'm gonna put all of them together and see which ones are legal make some legal decks and see if I can't go play somewhere. Uh, found out there's actually a game store, a card gaming store that's like literally 
on my way home in Mendenhall. So it's like, oh, this is awesome. You know, I could stop there and play. And Mindy was already like, sure, yeah, go ahead and do that. So I was like, awesome. You know, wife gave approval. So I'm like, I'm there. I'm going to be playing some <laughs> playing some gower games. So I might might hit up some of the little tournaments there. Cool. So, I mean, that's what I've been doing. I've actually been having fun with that. And, of course, I've been playing Dr. Mario or uh, Dr. Mario on my phone uh, whenever I'm <laughs> away from my gaming system or my cards so we don't talk uh, about phone games on the hk video game experience that is my potty our game, ipad man. our I, yeah, ipad <laughs> games we don't talk like about said, those like i said it's my potty game it's my entertainment for when i'm in the bathroom you know so gotta have but some it's definitely a potty there. game <laughs> um <laughs> so cool man yeah that's uh that's interesting about magic i, I kind of looked into it a little bit i'd say i looked into it not really i did give it some thought to go hmm, do i want to play this game or not salty makes it sound awesome i love the strategy aspect of like the community just by talking to him and uh i just did not uh really take that leap yet i'm not saying i never will uh but i just haven't yet um all I've been doing, man, lately, as far as video games concerns, just playing Witcher 3 since we did that podcast back in the day. And uh, it's been awesome. And ironically, I, got, I had to start over. I got to the exact same spot that I was when I quit last time. And oh, I'm nice. kind of burning out on it. <laughs> so it's like a time that. thing. And so then I got Bloodstained and, uh, on the Switch. And we'll talk about that um, here uh, shortly. But... Anyway, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, give me give me your best news story, man. What you got? In let's go with the news. All right, so I'm going to start with my very first news story as it's not so much hardcore gamer related. It's more technology related. And the reason why I want to bring it up is because I know a lot of people use Discord. Discord's a great way to communicate with other players and to share all kinds of stuff through it. You know, great little little system. Well, the Galaxy Note 10 just got released. It, well, it's not released. It's dropped. They announced it. It's going to release August 23rd. So if you listen to this podcast, you know, August 23rd is when the Note 10 is going to drop. It's going to drop with Note 10, Note 10 Plus. I'm not going to go on all the details of all those unless you just really want me to somewhere later down the road. I'll do a, if you want me to do a technology podcast on that, I'll tell you all about that. But the thing about this is, is Discord is baked into their gaming and into their gaming side of the Samsung software. So that's really cool that you have a more, a more, uh, I think it's going to be a more versatile use of Discord versus just having the app on your phone. I haven't seen it yet firsthand but i do have my note 10 plus pre-ordered because it's time for me to upgrade for a new phone so i've got that set up ready to go and i really i'm going to try to use it i'm going to try to set up a discord for us here at the h and k uh video game experience so you can use that and chat with us as well and that, that way it'll give us a, another way to reach out to our listeners and since it'll be baked into my phone i'll have it right there ready to go so let, let's I, i'm really excited about that um as hollywood knows i'm a big techno geek i love my te technology so um that's that's what my really big throw down there and then of course you know you've got your uh different uh different games coming up um golly it's you're right out a month away you have uh Golly, I can't even think. Borderlands 3 is going to drop in about a month, so <laughs> be prepared for that. You've got, um, let's see, Borderlands 3. I mean, there's just tons of them. God, I can't even remember them all. There's so many that are going to drop soon. Uh, Monster Hunter oh. World, Iceborne. You've got, um, and then, uh, of course, uh, Destiny 2, Shadowkeep. I know I called it Shadowfall in one of our later podcasts, and on one of our past podcasts. So I want to correct that now. It's actually Shadowkeep. 
So, but that's that that's coming up as well. So, I mean, there's not a huge just chunk in the gaming news right in gaming news right now because everything's you know, everybody's in a kind of a wait and ready to drop things. Um, I haven't really heard any updates on the uh, Nintendo Switch Joy-Con lawsuit updates or anything. So, um, if anybody knows anything about that, you can shoot me uh, shoot it shoot it my way, and I'll make sure it gets on our Facebook page so we can keep up with that. And I really haven't heard anything about anybody talking about the new systems it's kind of in a lull state for that so i mean there's not really it really hadn't been a ton going on right now yeah i guess it is kind of a kind of i don't say a dead 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 zone but um you know most toward the end of the year everybody's going to save up their their big hits for the end of the year but um dude one of them that's coming out that i uh, am getting stoked about we're doing some research for our next podcast with uh with Revelation, hopefully he he'll be able to uh, do that. Right. I hate to promise you guys a, a podcast because it's not worked out before in the past. But uh, the World of Warcraft Classic is coming out twenty seven August, and just by going and kind of doing research on that for this podcast, man, it just brought back so many memories, and I'm super pumped about that. I'm kind of nervous about it because first of all, I don't know how much time I'm going to be able to dedicate like I used to. Um, not anywhere near, not even a fraction of the time. Um, but, you know, I hope it's just going to outlast those type of games. You start getting into it and then you just can get hooked. And I don't want to just forego all my other games. Uh, but it just it made it really did bring back a lot of memories. I'm definitely going to get into it. I'm hoping that, you know, since it's not going to be a whole new experience, it won't hook me as much and that I can play it just like I do any other game. Uh, because if I start getting into it, I'm just going to have to just turn it off uh, if I can't. You know what I'm saying? If I'm just yeah, only we'll, playing we'll, that. Well, speaking to that, I am thinking about jumping on with them and playing that as well, just to give it an experience and giving a run through of it. Because I know that when they did their little, when you buy the game, you get 30 days free and that kind of stuff. I did do that. And when they did the free trial run of it to up to like level 20, I did do that and everything. And I never really got hooked into it. But a lot of people talking about it and hearing Hollywood talk about it, hearing Revelation talking about it, hearing some of other gaming buddies talk about it. It's kind of got me a little excited saying, hey, maybe I should give this a spin. This might be the one of those games that I should at least throw in my PC, see what it does and give it give it some give, give it a good shot. And I think that that might be a good thing to do and then us have a podcast later down the road of our, you know, review or kind of not really review but our just kind of thoughts on how uh World of Warcraft Classic plays. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, cool, man. Anything else? You want to get into this bloodstain? Yeah, let's get into this bloodstain. All right, so very interesting, man. I was waiting for this game forever because this uh, bloodstain ritual of the night developed by uh, one of the old Castlevania series producer, Kijo Iga- Igarashi. So I can't, sorry, I'm sure I'm butchering that, but he was part of the Castlevania series for a long time until 2014. Um, so this is after Symphony of the Night came out. And I think there's a kind of a love-hate relationship among Castlevaniers. Castlevaniers? I, <laughs> I don't know. How to, but uh, if whether Symphony of the Night is kind of their game or not. Uh, Castlevania is just a 2D platform. Everybody's played those old school ones from, from NES on. And uh, Symphony of the Night came out in two, or 1997. And it kind of mimicked the Metroidvania or Metroid, Super Metroid. 
and they've dubbed it, uh, you know, these Metroidvania style games. Uh, Super Metroid came out in 94. So they were the first ones to do it. Nintendo always doing it right, coming up with new things. I don't know of a Metroidvania true one before Super Metroid like that, where, where you jump around and open up new areas with new items you find and go back and discover. And you're just constantly discovering new things. Um, so I really enjoyed the Symphony of the Night. That's one of my favorite games um, on the PlayStation, PlayStation 1. Uh, I really I played it a ton. You know, went through the castle the first time and defeated Richter. And the next thing you know, oh, I missed something. And now the castle goes inverted. And there you go. Now you got a whole nother map. I mean, it's just a brilliant uh, idea. It was awesome. I remember yeah, watching man. Hollywood play that. I, I mean, because like when he asked me, he's like, do you remember? I was like, not really. And then when I come in here and I'll start looking stuff up about it, I was like, oh, yeah, Alucard. And then I remember the whole <laughs> thing. The whole thing that, that for me that was remembering it was the f- uh, flipping of the castle. When, you know, when I read it's that, I was like, down. oh, yes, yes, I remember that. That's awesome. Because it's just, I mean, it's exact same everything. It's completely upside down, though, and it throws you for a loop. It's not like they created platforms for the upside down part, you know, so you can yeah, walk just, on it. It was literally upside down. If they had a triangle roof, you're falling in the, in the crevice. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, it was crazy. And, and it's funny you say that because I know uh, War Chief Gaddy used to come over all the time, LP, and would watch for hours, man. And so I turned this game on and my son likes to come in there and watch it. I actually tried to live stream this, by the way. And it said, oh, you got to agree to YouTube's. I don't have a Twitch account or anything like that. And it said, you got to, I was going to do it to YouTube. So we'd have it on our H&K YouTube page. And it said, you got to agree to YouTube's uh, live streaming, whatever agreement. So I went on there and tried it, thought I did it. And it said, oh, you're already set up for it. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, then go. And I couldn't get it to work. But uh, if I can get it to work, I will live stream it. It is just so much fun to watch. Just like these other, you know, the Metroidvania type mm-hmm. of games. Um, anyway. That was in 97. Everybody's been wanting. And they, and they came out with some more of these Metroidvania type of games on the DS and, you know, several of these. And I, and I played those. I just could not get into them. Um, and so Koji, they, everybody's been dying for this new. Give us a new Castlevania-like Symphony of the Night. They've been asking for it forever. And so we started a Kickstarter campaign in 2015, and it raised more uh, more money than any other video game campaign on Kickstarter. It's five point five million dollars from backers. It's a retro, you know. It's the, it is the, what do they call it? The uh, spiritual successor of Symphony of the Night. And dude, it is phenomenal. It is better than Symphony of the Night. This dude knows how to make a game that suits me, man. <laughs> I mean, it's one of my favorite <laughs> games ever. It's just easy to pick up and play. You don't get bogged down in a story. Uh, you can turn it off and on on a whim, and uh, and and play this game. Well, that's a that's a good thing about a uh, Metroidvania type game. It's not one that's just heavy laden with story or heavy laden with I gotta play this until the end. It's one of those things where uh, it's what I've experienced through all of my Metroidvania games that I've played. You can play it, get X far turn it off okay i can come back to it tomorrow and get x far again you know it's not one of those things that's like oh gosh i gotta sit here and so it's not like with destiny 2 what i'm doing over here having a oh my gosh i've got to grind for all of this so let me play for so long so i can get just this one little thing completed or whatever yeah and your own line and sometimes if you're in a group people depend on you and it's stressful it's just like man just let me just game what uh what's your what's one of your favorite like uh metroidvania ones 
God. Um, God, you could put me on the spot there. Um, I'd probably have to say something along the lines of, uh, let's see, what was it? Castlevania, Castlevania two that reviewed. So Which Castlevania, uh, yeah, somewhere, well, Super somewhere, Castlevania somewhere, we review, we yeah, did. Super Castlevania, yeah, yeah. The earlier Castlevanias are the ones that I really like. Super Castlevania was one that I really enjoyed. So, um, more, more like that. I like the old, old ones. Um, I haven't really played many of the new ones. Um, I'm gonna give. Uh, I think it was what Dead Cells was the one that you played. That's kind of a Metroidvania yeah, but style. No, okay, so we need to we need to really break this down. What Let's is a Metroidvania? Because there's there is a lot of ambiguity. Um, and so. What it? I'm so I'm, I'm, let me just read this real quick. So this is an actual definition, and see if it. So the Metroidvania games generally feature a large interconnected world map the player can explore through access to parts of the world. Though access to parts of the world is often limited by doors or other obstacles, can only be passed once the player has acquired special items, tools, weapons, and abilities within the game. Acquiring such improvements can also aid the player in defeating more difficult enemies and locating shortcuts and secret areas and often includes retracing one step across the map. So Castlevania 2, that, that that's what I thought you were about. So the, the Nintendo old NES Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, they kind of started toying with this idea. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't like it. Uh, yeah, Simon's Quest, yeah, that's I did, I did, I did like that. That one was fun to me. But this style of game is my favorite favorite game style. Um, it really is just it's like video game fun factor. If I really want to bog down in a story and kind of get involved in this other world and stuff like that, then I'll play something like Witcher Three. But anyway, um, back to Bloodstain. Well, hang on, hang on. Before we get there, okay. I just want to ask you this. I want to ask you this random question. So, would you consider a game like Mega Man, some of the newer ones? Would you consider it? A Metroidvania style or just a side scroller because there no, are some of those because as- some of those aspects are in there with it. No, but I it's know a you side scroller all day. The only Metroidvania games I know, I don't even give Simon Quest and say that's Metroidvania. Uh, obviously, Met- Super Metroid, even regular Metroid NES, mm-hmm. uh, is a Metroidvania. Uh, just because it says Metroid, it's not necessarily a Metroidvania. Um, and I guess all the Metroids are are like that. And uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. They had the two on the DS, uh, and I, I got them over there. I don't want to bog it. I don't want to box down. I don't remember their, what they're called. Um, and they might have had more than two. I thought they just had two on the DS, and then Symphony of the Night, and then a lot. There might be some. Those are the only ones that are real true Castlevanias that I can think of off the top of my head. There's probably some between uh, there and now. But 2D, yeah. man, 2, 2D side-scroller, that's where it's at. I mean, you can get a million 3D puzzle games and adventure games, so they're still not with where you level up and everything, but it's still not necessarily a Metroidvania. I think I think it's a generally understood... Yeah, so there it says right here in, this, in, in Wikipedia, Metroidvania games typically, typically are side-scrolling platformers, uh, but they can also include other genre types. It's true, but that's generally what they are. So just oh man, I clicked on the wrong thing. So one just quick thing, I want to I just want to ask this question because you know we're talking about it, um, and, and it's a game that we just recently did. Would you even halfway consider Toe Jam and Earl Panic on Funkatron as a predecessor to 
the Metroidvania style because there is a lot of the back and forth that you have to do in it because you do have to go over here, hit this thing to go back to unlock this yeah. place behind there. You're just there. confusing everybody that's listening. That is nowhere near a Metroidvania. Uh, just the ones that I just said, just keep up with, just say that. I mean, they, there are some new ones. I think uh, Isaac, Rebirth of Isaac. Uh, wait, it might not be Hell, Rebirth. That- not Rebirth of Isaac. Um, hey, uh, hey, what's it called? Hollow Knight. Hollow, Hollow Knight? Uh, Hollow Knight, yeah. There's a Hollow Knight, yeah. It's, it's, that's, that's a, a pretty that's good game. One. Uh, that's what an independent game. I, th- I believe that's one of those. All right. So enough about Metroidvania. So let's just talk about uh, <laughs> Symphony. Bloodstain. Um, let's get to Bloodstain. Let's get to Bloodstain because it's important. So it came out in June this year. All right, and it came out on uh, all the platforms: Steam, so PC, uh, Xbox, PlayStation Four, and it was a week delayed on the Switch. For, till it came out on the Switch. I waited for the Switch version. All right. So picked it up. Turned it on, had no idea it was really any much different than anything else. Uh, played it, you know, enjoyed it. Uh, it's kind of, uh, let me see how to describe it, kind of uh, delayed in the controls. I mean, you would push A, you'd, you, I'd hold my controller up to where I could, eye level, and I could see the screen. I'd push A and see how long it took the, the, the girl to jump, Miriam. And it would, and she would jump. It was like a half a second delay. So I'm like, okay, well maybe it's always been like that. You know, I just didn't ever pay attention to it. And it's hard to play. I was getting killed. I mean, I had to, you know the first boss I ran into, I got killed, and I was like, dude, this is a, he's not playing around. Um, and so anyway, pushed the little top button on the switch when I was done, just to, just to kind of freeze frame and ran off. Came back, turned it back on, played it. Went to one of these. There's these bookcases that you can go to and push up, and you'll learn a new technique. I did that. Game crashed completely oh, no yeah cut off all right so it's like oh maybe i should i left it on or whatever so anyway went back and played some more um got so these type of games man you go to these new areas rare drops can happen you can only save at certain areas and you get all this you're trying to explore i mean you're taking a risk to to run through an area you don't know hopefully you don't die and you lose your all your progress uh game crashed again after i'd gotten a lot of stuff so i was like dude what is going on so i looked it up the switch version they they delayed it because they couldn't port it over good it runs on the unreal 4 engine i believe and uh switch doesn't doesn't handle that real well and so they're supposed to oh we're gonna patch it up next month next week blah 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 that was back in july um and i got the game uh and it was playing it a week ago looked it up the graphics are even completely different all right not completely oh, wow. different. A lot more detail on the PlayStation 4. Long story short, I kept the Switch version, went and bought the PlayStation 4. I'm going to tell you right mm-hmm. now, an entirely different game. Oh, wow. I mean, that's that's kind of bad. <laughs> it is real bad. And I love Nintendo. It is real bad. They did not work that out. I've tweeted about it and, and, and put at 505 Games, so the publisher. But it's like, dude, you should not release. It's a $40 game on all the platforms, but they should not have released that on the Switch yet. Somebody's if the all you had was a switch, it would be very disappointing. But even the controls, I mean, they're fine. There's, I mean, you push the button, he jumps immediately. The reason that it was I was dying is because it's lagging. And when I started reading about it, all these frame drops, it makes it seem like it's delayed, and it is on the switch version. The PlayStation version, oh man, I'm just dominating bosses and all this because it's responding to my controls. You know, it's just. Mm-hmm. It's very disappointing, man. I wanted to switch. That's a perfect game for Switch, portable, go turn it on anywhere. 
it is perfect for the Switch, and they can't get it to work good. So if you're going to get it, don't get it on the Switch. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at it at the um, on Steam. It actually looks really clean on Steam. So if you have a PC, go for it. I mean, they're saying that all you have to do is have an i5 or a AMD 4350 processor. So not much, not much RAM, only four gigs of RAM. I mean, so you, you can have like like couple of year year old graphics cards and still run this game pretty good even yeah. in the recommended they're only recommending a 1050 uh, gtx graphics cards i mean that's pretty awesome so you're looking at a pretty decent game um at, at least from just the 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 top level and it actually looks really good from graphics wise from the little video here they're playing for me uh, so uh, really clean looking game i mean i haven't played it yet um if i do play it i might actually probably dra- grab it here on steam because you know since i've got my laptop i can travel with and everything um looks really nice although i do see a couple of it's kind of funny i was laughing uh they were doing the video transitions here and the shovel knight actually jumped dropped through a couple times that was kind of funny yeah shovel knight's in the game we'll talk about that in a second oh. they must have made a deal with yacht club <laughs> so um so what so what makes this game better? What did they do different? So that the thing is you still got all of your item slots, but you still got your strength, attack, constitution, intelligence, mind, all those different statistics and all this that you can all these stats that you can manipulate and so on with your gear and all these they all do this you got your mana regeneration, all the kind of stuff that they can do. But you also have other slots for uh, there's a story behind it, like you're one of two people that somehow can absorb demon shards so when you kill a demon you can absorb their power and so that's where the game shines because you uh you find all these items all over the place when you kill a monster they have a chance to drop their shards like a four percent chance it's very low maybe a five percent chance you get that shard and now you can use their their ability and it's not just one ability. I mean, there's passive abilities. There's uh, different button maps for different abilities that you can do. Um, and you got your familiars as well, like they did on Symphony of the Night with your sword or your silver knight or fairy or whatever that can follow you around. But you can constantly. So what's hap- what happens is, let's say you kill. There's one There's one of my favorite ones. It's a big cat. It's just a massive cat on the screen, dude. Like his face is looking at you. It's not laid off across. I'm there's sorry, dogs I gotta, like I, that, too. I got, I got I to do it because like we got cats running around the house. And every time I see one, I just go. Row! Yeah, that, dude, it's massive. It's got horns. It's just sitting there looking at you. So like, oh, gosh, what are you doing? Like, like I'm looking at you, like your screen. That's what it looks like. A face and paws out front and it has big horns. And um, you kill it, and I just kept killing it. So this thing's got to drop something good. And it gave me a shard, and it's like a it does a pillar of fire in front of you, and you can uh, so so how this works is it's use the pillar of fire as an example. It's very powerful. That's what I used for a while. I finally got a new one, but um, that I like. But it throws a pillar of fire down. It burns up, and if whoever's sitting in it, it'll burn them up, right? So I can keep killing that cat. He drops another shard. Now my pillar of fire is stronger. It looks the same, but it's just more powerful. I go to this uh, another character, this NPC, that can then level up that pillar of fire, that level up that shard to make it do more stuff. Uh, so now I got two pillars, or it starts running across the screen, you know, eventually, uh, based on all the items you just pick up out of candlesticks, all of this great stuff. So the, the point is, man, there's always something. Just just retracing your steps is is doing something. It's progressing your character, and that's where it. It takes the cake, so to speak, man. It is well, always something better to do. That's great because, like, 
you know, usually when you're doing things in another game, and I hate to compare it to Destiny 2, it's just fresh on my mind, but the Destiny 2 is a lot of re- repetition in it. And a lot of the times, the repetition doesn't feel like you're getting anything extra out of it. So playing something like that and knowing that you're you're possibly going to get something extra out of it better and that that makes it well worth the play now granted you know they do do special events on destiny 2 where you can get extra stuff for doing old for old events but there's most of the time you're just replaying things over and over and over just to mark one little thing off a checkbox you know and it's not you're not getting anything new or special out of it you're just getting a tick on a checkbox saying oh yeah i did that a thousand times yeah. so so if so you good. guys are listening to our podcast constantly and you have constantly heard about destiny and destiny two, and it kind of feels mundane to you. Then, then our mission is accomplished because that's the way destiny two feels every time it you really, play it. And it really is. <laughs> it I, is mean, mundane. I, I mean, I mean, no, no, it really is. It's mundane. It starts feeling like a job, like, Oh, well I have to get on destiny now to play it just so I can get this thing checked off for the week. I mean, you know, hearing about hearing about this bloodstained, it's like, Oh yeah, you have to play a board, over and you retrace your steps but when you do you got a chance to have it drop this x thing here and this here to make this better and it's like all it sounds like you're constantly doing something to constantly improve your character yeah, Whereas, every little mob you kill can drop another shard and it, if you keep getting those shards it improves the the baseline damage or whatever of that shard and so even when you're trying to get them to drop it they'll also drop items and that's usually what you take to that npc to upgrade it so it's uh, it's really cool. There's also other mechanics in there, like there you got quest, um, and there's like a cooking mechanic, kind of. You take it to the same NPC and he'll prepare a a meal for you or whatever. You find sugar, like sugar, flour, egg. Okay, I want to make a cake. Well, if you eat that cake, the first time you eat the cake, you get permanent stat boost. Anytime you eat one of those, there's tons of recipes, and obviously some of them are harder to get than others. And of course, the ones that are hard to get give you better stat boost. They also replenish your HP, so you can keep you know you can keep uh, getting them. But your first time you eat them, that's when you get your stat boost uh, permanent. And dude, so and so you, you've got to cook stuff for this old lady, and she gives you items as well. I mean, it's just awesome, dude. I mean, it is so good. <laughs> I don't even know how to I, say it. I have to laugh because it's like you're talking about cooking and everything, and it just gives me flashbacks to playing uh, Breath of the Wild because there's a cooking aspect in it too. You're trying to cook things in it. So let me let me exp- that's a good that's a good uh, thing to bring up. Breath of the Wild, the freedom that you have, and the kind of uh, that that the uh, let me see. What I'm trying to say here the the uh, feeling and, and the exhilaration, a thrill of that exploration and finding a new item is very similar to Bloodstained. It's almost it's that same feeling. That's just well, that's a awesome. fun that, game to play, right? It makes it yeah, it makes me want to makes me want to check it out now. I mean, it's it's cuz I mean, that's the one thing that I love about Breath of the Wild, which I haven't beat it yet. I'm still I play it here here and there whenever I have have a few minutes to play it. it. The one thing that I love about it is is every time I go to one of these temples or go somewhere else in the world, there's something new for me to discover. Always something new, always growing in the game. And I, that's what draws me to that Breath of the Wild wild game and you know that this is what bloodstain sounding like to me not having played it not having to done a lot of research into it it sounds like it's a game that even though you might have to play a board three times over you're getting something out of it each time you're playing it well let's put it this way so when you say play it over so it's, it's just a big map it's just a big castle type of thing they got the caverns they got um an outdoors part they got a chapel part they got uh 
when you start getting closer to the final boss, it's like real gold uh, inlays. Everywhere it's real fancy. So, but let's say you're going through outside um, some farmland area, and you're jumping, and you see a little platform at the top. Well, you can't reach it yet. So you have to remember. You you just run on. You know there's going to be a double jump shard or somewhere. You're going to kill a boss or something, and it's going to give you the double jump ability. You got to go back there and jump up, and you're going to get a super cool weapon or something. Right. So when you go in these temples on Breath of the Wild, it's a similar when you're going to discover things in these caverns, you never know what it's going to be. Like I said, you never you, just alone being able to go. And this is kind of what uh, Symphony of the Night, every one of the enemies kind of had two drops, a regular drop and a rare drop. Um, these have kind of up to four drops, these enemies um, and the, plus the shard. So five drops. So no drops from the enemies alone, you would still have fun just going to find the treasure chest and all this, which is essentially what Super Metroid was. The enemies didn't drop anything or you didn't learn anything from them. You just went and found mm-hmm. abilities and kept going. That's a great game. So that's just like Bloodstained, except for now, every little enemy you kill, obviously you get experience and level up, but they can drop all these things. You never feel like you're wasting your time. And you have to remember, you can go on the map and look at it any time and find, where, oh, there's an open door. I didn't go through there. Uh, or you can put little marks to say, hey, I busted the wall here, or I was a jump I couldn't reach here, stuff like that um, that you can go to and, um, you know, discover that next. So it's that he, he really, especially for a Kickstarter game, dude, he crushed it, man. He uh, crushed it, uh, independently uh, published. It sounds like it. I mean, you're looking at a Kickstarter that basically is a game that people were just begging to be made that, you know, really doesn't didn't have a path until he's like, okay, well, if you throw money at it, yeah, we'll make it, you know, and lo and behold, people threw $5.5 million at it. You know, I'm still like astounded by that right there. That's impressive, you know, and to have that much demand for it and then it comes out and it from everything you're saying it's it's one of the best games out on the out, out today you know so i think it is man i mean it, so especially it's 40 bucks dude yeah that's what i would pay steam. 60 dollars like, happily for this game yeah on steam it's got it for 39.99 and i was yeah. like wow that's not a bad price for a game that's being talked about like this from hollywood like hollywood will tell you straight up how a game is like he'll yeah. give it to you flat and unbiased opinion and it's usually you can take it to the bank with that opinion. And if he's sitting here raving about a game like this, you know you need to go at least check it out, <laughs> do some research on it, read about it, and see if it's a game that you like to play. Because, I mean, I will say Metroidvanias aren't for everyone. But if Hollywood's talking about a game about, about this game this much, it's worth the 40 bucks to go pick it up, spin it in your system for five minutes, and, and, and give it a run through. Yeah, so... Um yeah, I've never donated to a Kickstarter in my life. If they come out with another Bloodstained or something, you know, the same guy say, "I'm gonna make another uh, another Metroidvania game," dude, I'm I'm about it. And let me see here. It's the so the kick. I will, I'll go donate to that Kickstarter. And it I'm came t- out in. Yeah, I'm telling you, take that to the bank. If Hollywood's saying he will donate to a Kickstarter because of a game that he just played, that's a serious like thumbs up for that game for whatever comes out from uh koji so definitely keep your eyes out on him making any games so i just was curious it came out so the kickstarter started 2015 it came out in 2019 so it took four years to make this game which seems like a long time especially given the uh it's not simplistic graphics but it's 2d um but they put a lot of time into the controls and 
I mean, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stuff, say man. that's too long for a game. And when you, when you look at a development cycle of four years for a game, that's not that bad. I mean, well, yeah. Because how many people had on his team and all this. But, uh, I mean, they make games. I mean, you look at Call of Duty games every two years. But Yeah, um, but you're looking also at a team of how many people well, working on that game. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, how many people they got. But um, Call of Duty is probably not the best example. It's the same engine over and over and over and over. Never been updated. But. Uh, Unreal, in, Unreal Engine Four. Um, that's uh, how, when is that? How old is that? You know, 2014. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> anyway, the uh, you know, I, I think that as as far as just just the old school man getting back to basic fun factor video games, we hear us talk about. I think it's one of the best. Um, it's got a lot of secrets. I haven't, I haven't figured it out yet. I'm about 50% done with the map, and I'm not going to spoil anything. There's, uh, And I've gotten to – I've killed the final guy. No, you don't want to do that. You know, it has an ending to it. But that's not a spoiler. Okay, if you've played Symphony of the Night, you know that you don't just go kill the final guy. There's always more to it. And so I don't even know what, what to do yet. But um, – Anyway, that is so. That's just a little little hint there, and I do want to say this too. One of the one of my favorite swords on there is a sword she can throw, and it, it flips in the air and comes back to you. It's kind of a, out of the way to get it, uh, but dude, I use that thing forever, and it's just like on Symphony of the Night to where I think it's the Chim Chim Hazard or something like that type of sword that I talked about on the Symphony of the Night one with uh, Nick. And the damage is lower, but he swings it so many times it does so much damage. It's kind of like that. That those that sword you throw has lower damage, but it just it keeps you away from uh danger and everything. It's just a great sword. It hits him two or three times as it's coming back. So that type of thought went into this 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 game. Um the diff- various weapons and stuff like that. And they also have techniques you can do with the weapons, like if you do like a street fighter type throwing a fireball, they'll do something with a particular weapon, spears. They got guns in here too. Little muskets and stuff. I hadn't really gotten into that yet and get different ammo types. But um it's uh dude, definitely check it out. I think it's one of the greatest games ever made. <laughs> So I'm sitting here just doing a little bit of research on um, 505 Games. It looks like they're a really, really small studio. Yeah, and, they probably um, just did this, right? Oh no, they've done some other ones too. Let me uh, let me get Cooking back to Mama and Zumba Fitness. So they did. So they did a game that, that I've heard of. It they're mostly indie games, but they did a game called Brothers: A Tale yeah. of Two Sons, and I think that was a pretty decent one. I didn't play it, but um, they did. I get tried it. I didn't like it. You but like it's it, good. Like I, well, I didn't. I didn't give it a chance. Straight up, I did not but, give it a chance. I didn't I mean, like the they, mechanic. They did. Um, they were awarded um, the best indie games label at the MCV Awards in uh, April of 2015. So, I mean, they've at least got some type of recognition for them. It seems like they've got a pretty decent little studio. But I would say that, you know, if you're looking at comparison, they probably had like a handful of people working on this title with uh, with uh, Koji. So, yeah. um, uh, they uh, crushed it, man. I mean that's that's it's just a it's just a mark to them of how good they are. I gotta put it on Twitter and hash and do it at five oh five games to let them know how much I appreciate. It. I wasn't trying to call them out on Switch, but you shouldn't have done that on Switch. That is true. <laughs> you should not have done that. That game should not have been released. It should have been delayed till you figure it out because somebody's gonna pay full price for it and they're gonna get screwed. Well, and that's so. that's that's been some of the some of the talk about uh, releasing because uh, there was a big talk in the. Um, 
gaming community of having Witcher 3 release, released on the Switch. People at Nintendo were like, yeah, we kind of mm. want that, but we don't know if it's going to have enough power. And when you're looking at a game like this, that's a, a small game, in, a very small game in comparison to that. Um, it, it probably is a good thing that they didn't put Witcher 3 on there. It's a good thing. I that think they it did that. put it on there. Did they put Witcher 3 on it? Yeah, finally? Dude. Oh, wait. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. And it's, it's lower quality graphics. I think everybody's been fussing about that, too. Oh, dude. Yeah. And see, that game, that's part of the beauty of it. Yeah. It's that it, just how good it looks. And Oh, yeah. It's amazing. When you're walking through the grass, you've got grass flowing around you. I mean, it's it, it's it's awesome for that. The kind shadows of thing. and everything. Yeah. They're not going to yeah. do that. Let me. I'm just curious here. Let me let me see. This is going to be interesting. The Witcher 3 Switch. So what you do is you just go to Amazon and it's got uh it's not out yet but it's coming out yeah it's coming out but it's not out yet um it says December 31st which means I don't have a release date yet but I was going to see what I was looking for is see that is to see the stars because if you go to Bloodstain uh Ritual of the Night I'm going to see what it is for PS4 uh version of Bloodstain Ritual of the Night 5 out of 5 stars 92 reviews and then on That's Switch, impressive. yeah, dude. And but no. but if you look at the Switch version, it has 146 reviews, three out of five. They That's knew. A very very telling, very telling. Yeah. I mean, so, three out of five is still means it's okay. No, dude, not on a no, game, man. No, no, that no. That does not it, mean it's good. It's, I would not buy that game. <laughs> no, I mean, I wouldn't go. I don't go out and buy games that are three out of five stars. I don't. I usually don't touch that. But I mean, it still means it's an okay game. Um, from what Hollywood's telling me, it's two t- totally different games. I mean, so that that, that should tell you there. Um, just want to read this. Just I mean, since we're talking about the whole thing of porting things over to the Switch, because don't be wrong, I love the Switch console. I really do. It's a lot of fun. It's a great portable console. It's even great to dock it in and play it on your TV. But some games just aren't designed for it. And this one review is or this one. Uh, comment about it is uh, it's great but a little too late good if you want to repay and replay it on the go but let's face it the Switch is not the best experience to play this game uh, I mean they, they basically defined that yeah on well, Witcher yeah so they basically nailed nailed what I feel on the head about Witcher Witcher 3 coming over to Switch because oh, um, yeah, for whatever reason I thought I thought I thought they had uh, I thought they had um, decided not to do it because of its graphical uh prowess i mean it's it's a huge graphical game and now that they're gonna go ahead and push it i I don't think that's a good idea so yeah dude this is gonna it could be you know we'll see how it turns out i mean if they can shave enough off of it you know trim enough off then it's gonna be all right but you know that game does not need to be trimmed but bloodstained very simple 2d side scroller metroidvania and a switch couldn't handle it uh, it's sad, man. It's sad day sad. for Nintendo. That's really sad. <laughs> so That's really anyway, sad. all right. Well, uh, if this is your first time listening, guys, we can find us on Facebook at the H and K E X P. Not the excuse me. Let me let me redo that. Facebook.com slash H and K E X P, or just type the H and K Video Game Experience in Google. You can find us on all kind of podcast platforms, Spotify. Uh, iHeartRadio. We've gone over these things over and over. Even on YouTube, you can just find the raw uh, audio there. And it's and it's changed for Apple. It is no longer iTunes. It is Apple Podcasts. 
So our Apple Music. So look in those areas. You've probably noticed those changes. If you haven't seen them yet, they are coming. So be prepared for that. I know that I've done some updating in the background to make sure that we're covered on that. So um, we're on some new medias. Check us out. See if you can find us on a new one. If you have Android, I'm not sure if it's on uh, iOS yet, but it's called PodCoin. It's a podcast uh, provider that allows you to listen and earn credits with them to re- earn rewards. So check us out, see if you can find us there. I know I submitted our stuff to their uh, repository, so we should be there. So you can listen to us and earn rewards while you listen. And sometimes, every so often, we'll drop a contest. And so we've given away coffee mugs, a bunch of swag like that. Well, we've also given away uh, NES Mini, Super Nintendo Mini, PlayStation Mini, uh, or PlayStation Classic, right? So, uh, yep. yeah. Uh, and I'm we sure- have... Genesis Classics are coming out soon. They'll be coming out, I think, in October, if I'm not mistaken. So we possibly could be getting hold of one of those to give away. Yeah. So we usually, the guys will send us pictures. Um, uh, Anthony sent us his uh, mug picture. Uh, they do a good job, him and uh, Matt Gray. And um, I'm sure that Weed Doc's been enjoying his classic. He needs to send us a picture. So send us a picture, Weed Doc. So cool, man. Anything else when we call this good? Nah, nothing from my side. All right, dude. We appreciate y'all listening. Take care. Take care, everybody.